0: hello beautiful people of the world my name is David Michael and I am Michael Carter and we are ridiculously, ridiculously bored
1: I also think possible you might be ridiculously loaded
0: <laughs> no actually I, I you know what I did have a uh I did have a glass of bourbon before we got on but I am actually opening wait for it A beer.
1: Nice.
0: Oh Oh, wait, hold on. Drink of the week. Boatswain chocolate stout. It is a stout brewed with cocoa powder. And I
1: will tell you how it is in about two seconds. And my drink of the week is Poland spring, which is 100% natural water. It's sourced in Maine. Um, and the cap is a choking hazard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, very tasty, very tasty. Boatswain, chocolate, stout, uh, can recommend. Although I think this one's skunked. It's got a little bit of a bitter right. bitter aftertaste.
1: How are you doing, Michael? I am good. We are trying, I have a new microphone this week, so hopefully this sounds better for the people listening.
0: Uh, didn't you have it last week?
1: I did, did not. We set, it
0: up, we, we set it up after the recording last we week? We
1: set it up Monday. Uh, we recorded oh, last week. that's weekend. right,
0: okay. All right, well, yes. it's been a fucking crazy week. The world is on fire. But we can talk about that later.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> or we could talk about it now. I don't care. It's up to you if you want to start light or really heavy.
0: I don't know. The last couple of episodes, I feel like we hit we hit people with the heavy, deep stuff, like you know our parents and all the crazy that's going on, and then and then we kind of went into the, the the funner stuff. I don't know.
1: All right, so maybe we'll start light this week. Have you ever heard of the name Remy Remy Lindholm?
0: No, that name does not ring a bell.
1: All right. Well, he should ring a bell going forward cuz he is a cross-country skier and he's the guy who froze his dick at the Olympics. <laughs>
0: I do remember you sending me that picture of the uh the article that came up. Do do tell, I didn't I didn't click on it, but you, uh, clearly you did. So, because you're a child,
1: it's a frozen (laughs) penis that that has me every time, a hundred times. So, in this article, it talks about this cross country ski race that it was so cold, and the people wear such a thin material, which I it doesn't make sense to me, right? You're outdoors in the winter, but they wear such a thin material. First, is they cut it from 50 kilometers to 20 kilometers. His penis or what did they cut? Well, no, that 20 kilometer dick is pretty long. <laughs> um, so no, they cut the race from 50 kilometers to 20 kilometers. Why? Because the, of the conditions. Oh, really? Yeah. So, That's bizarre. Yeah, so like uh, an Olympic event, they were like, yep, it's too cold for this. Let's cut it down. So at the end of the race, he said his, he didn't say the words, but he, he basically gave enough information. He said his dick got frozen because it was so cold. And he said the actual worst part about the whole thing is not the dick freezing, it's when warmth comes back into the dick (laughs) that it's actually the worst part of the whole experience.
0: That's gotta be like when your arm falls asleep, when you sleep on it, and then you start like getting feeling back and then it's like pins and needles and it like hurts really bad. Can you imagine that in your dick?
1: Yeah. Oh, So maybe that's, uh, that's where we'll start. We'll start, um, let's start with a good old dick sickle. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but yes. And and speaking of the rest of the world stuff that's happened, yes, the Russia has, has attacked the Ukraine in the last couple days. So that's been a little bit of craziness.
0: Not even a couple days. It's been like, what, between 24 to 36 hours. I gotta be honest with you. I mean, Ukraine is a big fucking country, but given the size and strength of Russia, i thought it we would be i thought it would be a one day war i honestly thought that the whole country would fall in one day but apparently um those motherfuckers are putting up a fight which is awesome because you know russia but i mean that's pretty fucking cool but i just saw an article today where basically the president of ukraine was like hey yeah this might be the last time you ever see me alive so Fuck you and fuck <laughs> Russia. <laughs> I mean, not word for word, but that's essentially what he was saying. Fuck that, everybody.
1: Fuck Russia. <laughs> that's not a bad way to go. I, look, the other thing, too, that they're talking about is like one of the things Russia is going after. And look, I'm, I don't want to be political in this. I'm reading a tenth of the story when I see it. But one of the things it talks about is It's not political, though. Well, whenever you talk about wars and stuff like that, there is a political aspect to it. But one of the things they talk about is Chernobyl that they want Chernobyl. Yeah, right? it's it's
0: the fastest way to Kiev from which is the capital from Belarus. So, I mean Chernobyl like you have to pass it in order to get down that road to get to the capital.
1: But isn't that like kind of fighting to see hey, who gets cancer first? Let's whoever <laughs> wins gets cancer, right? Like that seems a little crazy to me.
0: Yeah, the uh the it's there's the radiation levels are not um as catastrophic as they were in the eighties anymore. Oh, yeah. I actually have done some research. I would love to actually visit that that site cause it's like the stuff of horror films, like, you know, like three handed animals and shit like that. But it's really, it's not that bad. I mean, other than kicking up dust that's, you know, 40 years old that might have some radiation in it. There's really like a pretty low risk of actual getting cancer.
1: So, So here's the thing. I think I've done very little research on it. You said you've done a little bit, I think you might want to do a little bit more <laughs> because I don't think it's that safe. <laughs>
0: no, no, know. it totally is. There, there are people that actually live in in the city. Um, It used to be uh, one of those things where like you couldn't go anywhere near the reactor, but they've put like they put I think they called it like a sarcophagus. Yeah, they put a dome around, over it. Yeah, well, they put a dome over it, and then like in 2016 they put like another dome over it because they thought that the first one might deteriorate. Um. But um, based on the articles I was reading, uh, somebody was saying like one of the industry watchdogs, like the nuclear watchdogs, was saying that the radiation level in that area was rising because of all the tanks rolling through. And when they asked like, oh my God, is there a leak in the reactor? They're like, no, they're actually just kicking up radioactive dust. Like that's been on the ground for the last you know, 20, 30 years. But um, even even then the levels of that radiation are like you get bombarded with more radiation when you fly. That's like how insignificant it is.
1: Okay. I think the Google police are gonna have a field day with you this
0: week. Oh please go go for it. Again, I I, like I said I read an article today. It doesn't make it absolutely true. So I mean I could be wrong but or the article could be wrong, but uh don't shoot the messenger. But here's the thing. Like my kids, you know, my son and I have talked a lot about this in the last week, you know, and of course, as a, as a teenager, his concern is, well, Hey, is this going to start a world war? Um, and you know, my job as a parent is to one talk to him in a way that, you know, doesn't downplay the chances that this could escalate bigger, but also try and get him to think about it from both sides. Right. So, and that's, and that's what I always try to do. I always try to, you know, was it Stephen Covey, the seven habits of highly effective people. One of them was seek first to understand, then to be understood, right? So before you go attack somebody, try and understand where they're coming from. Um, and, and by attack, I mean like verbally, not like actually declare war on them. <laughs> Although that <laughs> somewhat plays into this. Um, so if you look at, so the Soviet Union fell apart in the eighties, right? The Soviet, the whole Soviet bloc fell apart. All right, Mikhail Gorbachev, like all the shit, the Cold War, all that stuff that happened in the 80s, the country fell apart and basically got dissected. When it got dissected, all the Western countries went in and, and and basically tried to exert their influence, which you know is democracy, right? Hey, no more Soviet Union, no more um communism, let's make them all democratic, right? Um, that's very, you know, it is what it is. It, Okay, socialism's better than capitalism is better than communism is better than whatever, right? Pick pick your poison. Every one of them has pros and cons, all right? So, it's not for me to say that that um, you know, the the American way is the only way, right? Everybody's kind of got their own thing and they and they do it and that's fine and that's the way it should be. You should be able to live your life the way that you want to. If you want your country to be communist and you want to be controlled by communists, great. By all means go go for it. Um, but my point being is that Everybody else came in and basically built a wall of NATO countries around Russia after that happened because Russia was weak. So you've got all these NATO, everyone knows NATO. NATO is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. NATO came in and said, all right, we're all allies. And the thing about NATO is if you attack one of us, you attack all of us. So that's like, that's the benefit for being a part of the club is you can't touch any one of us without essentially just getting bombarded by all of us. And there's like, I don't know. I think there's like between 30 and hundred nations in NATO, like 30, like big like tier one nations. And then there's a whole bunch of also rans. So now if I'm Russia, okay. Thinking from their perspective, Ukraine used to be a part of Russia. You're going to come in and potentially make them a part of NATO. All right. Uh, Kiev, I believe is less than 300 miles from Moscow or at least one part of the Ukraine is 300 miles from Moscow. Okay. So all of a sudden Ukraine becomes a NATO member and the US, England, Germany, they all decide to put nukes in the Ukraine. Why? Because they're now part of the family, right? And we, you know, what you do to one you do to all, right? So if I'm Moscow, do I want missiles that can reach my city in 15 minutes or less on my border? Answer the question do no. you
1: No, absolutely you not.
0: not and i will do everything i possibly can to prevent that from happening which i think is what you're seeing play out now and then again that's just kind of my one man's perspective but if i put myself in russia's shoes i'd be like "Fuck no
1: so i i may be reading between the lines here but i'm pretty sure you're telling me that we should attack canada
0: <laughs> no, but it, actually, that's a really good point. All right, forget about Canada because Canada, like everybody, loves Canada, right? They're the nice people on the planet.
1: Yeah. Let's just say hold, that. Hold on, let's look if there are uh, listeners. I don't, I don't see any Canadian ones. <laughs> I don't really. see
0: any Canadians. <laughs> Fuck Canada. Um, no, we don't have any. We don't have any Mexican it's listeners. philly of the North.
1: No, we yeah, do have right? a Mexican <laughs> listener. We do have at least one Mexico listener. All
0: right. Well, I apologize if I offend them. If the cartels, there's like five or six major cartels Dude, those in Mexico things are right now. Fucked
1: up. The stuff going down down there.
0: So let's just say the cartels overtake the Mexican government and the entire country falls into chaos. Don't you think one of our enemies would be, it would be in their best interest to make friends with whomever decides to take over that country and become allies with them. Yeah. All right. Number one. And number two, do you think we would allow that? Would we allow it? No. Hell no. Right. Hell to the no.
1: And uh, looking at our stats, I'd like to quickly apologize to Canada because we have <laughs> more listeners in Canada than we do in Mexico. That's
0: why I went with Mexico. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we do have listeners in Mexico too. So uh, no hablo ingles. Uh, sorry. So, but, so sorry. You,
0: my, my point being is we would do the exact fucking same thing. If the same thing was going on at right at our doorstep.
1: Yeah. But you know, it's, aren't you supposed to learn from the sins of the past, right? Those who don't um, learn from the past are deemed to repeat it. Isn't this similar to the Cuban missile crisis that was 60 years ago, right? It's the exact same thing. It was everybody moving, us moving more towards Cuba. Cuba getting defensive that they're like, we don't want you this close with your nuclear weapons and your weapons in general. So.
0: No, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't necessarily Cuba, but I mean, it, it was the opposite, right? Russia all of a sudden says, Hey, comrade, comrade uh you know castro uh do you mind if we put some missiles in your area to protect you from the united states castro says abso fucking lootly. and the united states says fuck no we're gonna go to we're put the gloves on we're going to war right that's that's what that ended up being and thankfully cooler heads prevailed but um if you read all the historical documents on that Like we were like minutes away from, from potentially world war three with Russia at that, well, with the Soviet union at that point in time. Yes. Yeah. So crazy, crazy shit. So I get where they're coming from. I'm not saying invading a country and killing people is the right thing. Not even close, but I understand it. So I had this conversation with my son and I'm like, look, do you now see where they're coming from? And he's like, yeah, no, I totally get it. Still doesn't make it any less scary, but yeah, I get it.
1: And then he immediately went and took over his sister's room. <laughs> He's like, this is what I've learned from it. All right. Yeah. So um that little section was uh sponsored by QAnon. So we'll go to uh the next Was oh, it thing. really though? So I and a lighter subject for sure. There's these new notebooks that are out there. They're basically called what the fuck notebooks, right? WTF dot com. What brand? Is that the brand? It's the it's the brand, it's the website, it's everything. Really? W, wtfnotebooks.com. So this website, and we're not sponsored by them, but we're more than happy to be if they want to reach out. Um, yeah. What this, the fuck? This, they have notebooks that you would bring like, they're All trying to All right. So ge- hold on. Time out.
0: Nowadays, when someone says notebook, I think laptop computer.
1: Oh, no, it's not. A, it's a- it, Yeah. And, it's it's an actual notebook.
0: notebook. notebook. Okay.
1: All right. Pen and paper notebook that kids are still bringing to school. Uh, what was that black and marble one composition notebooks? I think they're. Yeah, but no, everybody are, had to get those. Yeah, I think my kids still do for some of the. And classes.
0: you couldn't fucking rip a page out without destroying the same page on the other side because it was all like
1: one la- wrapped around leaf. Oh, oh it, it's not. It's not one page that gets affected. You rip out one page, you have you destroyed fuck up the whole the thing. Intu- <laughs> <laughs> you have destroyed Who's the a fucking genius of that, that when you rip out just one page. So these look, <laughs> notebooks look more like the kind of five-ring binders, three-ring binders, or whatever they would be called, where you could rip out pages. Uh-huh. They're probably perforated, so you could do that. But this website, they have a bunch of notebooks, and some of the things that I think are funny is... The covers. Yeah. The covers, right? All the covers have something on them. So it give people yeah, an they're idea of um, some of the things on there is list of things I was right about. Another cover is my research into working alongside a bunch of morons coworkers i want to punch in the face meeting notes and other boring shit my diary of failures and excuses <laughs> and shit that hr wants me to stop saying right so those are some of the the notebook covers but my point is if if you're gearing these towards people using them at work how are you going to bring that into a meeting how would uh. you how would you feel if somebody across from you whipped out a notebook that was like dumb shit my boss says and then opens it up <laughs>
0: It's like that scene, I can't remember the fucking movie, but Steve Buscemi is an absolute friggin' psychopath, and uh, it's an Adam Sandler movie, but he has, like, my list of people to kill, Mm -hmm. and then Adam Sandler calls him and apologizes to him for being a jerk when he was in high school, and he crosses his name off the list.
1: Oh, yeah, I I don't remember what movie, but yes, I don't don't remember what movie that was, but it's the same thing.
0: Here's my favorite title, My Book to Stay Organized as Fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, that wouldn't offend anybody.
1: Yeah, well, who knows? Curses! You got to be careful with cursing at work. But
0: oh, not at my work. Didn't we already talk about this yes. last episode? Yes, it was. <laughs> cursing at work is okay.
1: So, what happened else for you this week that it was such a crazy week?
0: Um, I mean, not much. The um, I had to go through and and, and do all this shit. You've already done this. Um, but in order to become the, well, maybe you haven't. This was a little bit different. The Veterans Affairs um doesn't recognize power of attorney like a general durable power of attorney they don't recognize any of that shit so i had to do like their version of it but i also had to sign up to be my dad's fiduciary because they determined that he was um uncapable of managing his own finances and by his own finances the money that they give him right So I had to fucking, I had to fill, it was like filing a credit report and they actually did run my credit and I had to write down like all of his assets and like all sorts of like personal information. And I was just like, this is bullshit. They're not, and they're giving us like 90 bucks a month. I'm doing hours worth of work so that my dad can get, $90 $90 a month in benefits from the Veterans Affairs. So it's, it's total bullshit and it's total red tape, but I had to do it. So that was kind of crazy because I had to take time out of my week to do that. Um, but I mean, just the shit that's going on like worldwide with the Russian situation and stuff like that was just super crazy. But one of the fucking things that drove me like almost mad this week was I was flipping through my news feed and I saw an article about this cave in Utah called the Nutty Putty Cave. Okay. Right. So I'm like into like, you know, like hiking and 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 camping and shit like that. So I'm like, all right, that sounds interesting. It's a cave for spelunkers. So people that like to go kind of, you know, you put your headlamp on and you go climb down into, into the rocks. Right. Well, as I get into this, um, The cave ends up being closed. They closed it a few years back because some dude and his brother went spelunking one day in this cave and there's a section of the cave, it's about 100 to 150 feet below ground where it gets super narrow and it's named appropriately the birth canal, right? Okay. And it's so narrow that in order to get through it, if you're a normal sized guy, like you or I, you, you have to breathe, you have to exhale so that your chest is as, as, as compact as possible while you're going through it. Right. I
1: appreciate you putting me in the same category as you, because I'm a lot bigger than you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to offend you, but yeah, there's no fucking way you're making it into this thing. Anyways. So th- this dude's going down into this cave and it is down because like I said, it's about 100 to 150 feet underground. And his his name is John Edward Jones, by the way, if anyone wants to, to fact check me and look this up. And he gets to the point of where he thinks it's this birth canal because apparently once you get through on the other side, there's a bunch of cool shit and there's a big room where you, it opens up and you can kind of be like, Hey, and you can turn around. But you know, you're going, he's going headfirst down into this thing and he gets stuck. Okay. After like 20, 30 minutes, I guess him and his brother had split up. After about 20, 30 minutes, his brother finds him, and obviously all he can see is his feet, but they're talking to each other, and he's like, hey man, I'm stuck. He tries to pull him out, and he can't. He's like, I gotta go get help. So he goes back to the surface, the brother does, um, gets help, and before you know it, there's like 30, 40 people out there trying to figure out how to get this guy out
1: typical one of those stories you hear about like the miners that get trapped. Yeah, the it's like the,
0: the, the exactly right. So anyways, they rig up a whole bunch of pulleys and a rope and they tie it around his feet because he's upside down. Right. And they spend like 25 hours trying to get this guy out.
1: Jesus, why didn't they use and butter?
0: At the end, well, that's the, well, that was the running joke because they were going to get like peanut oil and like pour it down the thing and like, you know, try and, and pull him out. Um, but they determined that the only way to extract him would be to break both of his legs because of the position that he was in. Um, but I don't know if you know anything about the human body. The human body is not meant to be upside down for very long periods of time.
1: Oh fuck. You do. You, you get upside down for like a minute. All the blood rushes to your head. Yeah. You get loopy.
0: So he's, he's like this for like 28 hours. Right. And it gets to a point where he starts hallucinating. He can't really tell like dream world from real world. Um, They're worried about, you know, his heart basically giving out because it has to pump blood to his extremities upside down. Right. So your heart's working twice as hard as it normally was. Um, Anyways, this guy dies in the hole. They can't get him out. They try one last ditch effort and the pulleys break and they
1: just, they can't like get him out. So quick, quick question before you go on at any point were they going to work on the wall a little bit to make it bigger.
0: No, they couldn't get to it. It's you got to remember, think of, think of an ant hill, right? You've seen those little ant farms where they have like all the little, like, you know, little passages going down and whatnot. There's, there's barely enough room to get a single human down some of these passageways, let alone any sort of equipment to actually try and drill through the earth. Not only that, um, I watched a movie that was based on this whole thing, and they in the movie, who knows if it happened in real life, but in the movie, they're like, it would take us 30 hours just to get the equipment, and then there's no guarantee that we could time it right so that we get close to him so that we can extract him before he dies.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: So so he dies in this hole. Spoiler and, alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Can you think of a fucking like a worse way to die.
1: Um, I think I could be wrong here, but listening to you tell that story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I can't think of a, I mean, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm not afraid of confined spaces, but I can't imagine a worse fucking way to die.
1: (laughs) It's gotta be up there, right? Any of those long drawn out deaths are the ones that I don't want, right? So like the, we talked about it in a couple episodes ago, the hikers who were walking and it was only the same day it was a five mile hike, but they were just kind of like dehydrating as they were walking. Right. Right. So it's stuff like that where it's it, it, when I die, because I'm relatively sure I will at some point when, when I die, I want a quick death. However it is, whether it's yeah. car accident, heart attack shot, like, my wife mothers me in my sleep, whatever the, the, it ends up being, I just don't want any of those long-term deaths. So like things like cancer and stuff like that's bad enough, but like to be in a death, position yeah. like this where you're just stuck and slowly over a day and a half kind of losing your mind, starving, dehydrating, all those things that go along with it, it's definitely up there. Yeah. I just can't. Anyways, I I was watching the movie
0: and knowing what's going to happen at the end of the movie, because it's based on true events, they go into this cave. And as they're going into this cave, I'm like, I can feel just my whole body tensing up going, oh my God, like, why would anybody fucking do this? And, uh, but yeah, there are fucking people that do it, man. They, they love to explore and it doesn't matter how, how tight the hole is. I'll send you a, a picture after, after this is done of the actual fucking hole, like he died in. I mean, literally there's just, it, it's, it's like, you know, it was, I think it was 18 inches by 10 inches was the space that he was crawling through and got stuck in.
1: So now isn't this a little bit of, and I'm not looking to make fun of the guy. The guy did die. My cousin Chicha yelled at me for making fun of him dying, but isn't it a little bit of kind of Darwinism at its finest, right? If you're doing <laughs> shit like that, that there's a potential to die, it weeds out the people who aren't smart enough to say, um, I really can't fit in that. There's a lot of danger in it. Maybe I shouldn't do this.
0: Arguably, you can say the same thing about skydiving though. There's a chance that the parachute's not going to open. By the way, I did see a video last week of a guy d- skydiving, right? His parachute, his main parachute did not open. He released his secondary parachute and it got caught in the wire from his main parachute that couldn't fully like unravel. And he landed in a tree and somehow survived, or at least the video survived. But uh, I don't know if he actually survived, but like, yeah. Okay. No, thanks. Yeah.
1: I'm not afraid of heights, but no, that's gotta be up there too. Right. Some, one of those where you know, you're going to die. Yeah. Like as, as you've talked about when you were in that plane where it had all those technical problems and then it mm-hmm. ended up leveling off, those are probably pretty scary as well. Cause you actually have time to think about it rather than just in an instant something happens. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So
0: speaking of death, before we get off of death, have okay. you heard of the 21 gram theory?
1: Um, I, I think so. It's, um, if you buy twenty grams off a dealer, he gives you a discount on the twenty first.
0: That's exactly it. God, you're a fucking genius.
1: Um I, I think I think this has something to do with um to be, honest, to, to be honest, I think it has something to do with the weight of your soul or your yeah. spirit or some exactly. shit like that. I was right? waiting for you to
0: get there. I knew you knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or I was gonna let you fucking hang yourself. So some scientists in the early 1900s or someone with some level of scientific credibility did an experiment where apparently they had five or six people that were dying or close to death and they weighed them and then they weighed, they continued to weigh their bodies after they had passed. And I guess five of the six lost an average of 21 grams after they had died. So that led to this theory, of course, all the Catholics in the room, uh, saying that that's the weight of the human soul. And then they tried the exact same experiment on animals, right? And there there was no change in weight. And then they justified that by saying, well, animals don't have a soul, only humans do so not all of them and not all of them, <laughs> th- all of them. <laughs> that's fucking true <laughs> uh and some of ours are just black <laughs> well i thought that was interesting what do you think about that
1: so the reason why i know what this 21 grams is is only because of roy kent from ted lasso yeah because it comes up in that show and he goes the only thing this tells me is you weighed somebody Murdered them and then weighed them again. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I I mean it is a it is a relatively weird phenomenon if you're weighing somebody they die and then you weigh them right afterwards. So is it people on their deathbed things like that? So I don't know, but I mean it's just it's it's weird. And how how heavy is 21 grams? I would assume it's relatively light, right? So
0: oh yeah, it's it's like paper thin. Yeah. Um, I, I would. I mean, the entrepreneur in me wants to develop a hospital bed that is also a scale just so we have a larger sample size than five bodies.
1: Yeah. You know that one time my old doctor who had a really old scale, so it only went up to like 250 pounds. She told me that she's like, at your weight or maybe went up to 300 pounds at the time because i wasn't my heaviest when i went to her she's like at your weight she goes i might have to send you to the nearby animal hospital <laughs> oh <shit. laughs> to get on their scale i'm like how about you just buy a new fucking scale
0: <laughs> by the way speaking of weight and i know we're moving um but that's all i had on 21 grams i thought that was pretty interesting um by the way no there's been no additional scientific evidence that suggests that when people die, they lose 21 grams. But, um, speaking of weight, I told you, we talked about going to Hawaii and I know I mentioned it off the air that there's a place in Honolulu that has the world's best scones. Yeah. I think, no, I think you
1: mentioned it on the air as well.
0: Did I? All right. I don't think I followed up with the, the story behind that. I actually, it was a mile and a half away, about 1.25 miles away from the hotel uh, on multiple days, I walked to this place and bought scones and brought them back to the hotel and continued to eat them for breakfast and lunch. Almost every day we were in there and we were there for almost a full week. I gained eight pounds.
1: Yeah. That does surprise me. That's, that's <laughs> a good vacation, right? That's about right.
0: Um, still trying to lose that eight pounds, but yeah, I gained eight fucking pounds on scones.
1: When we went on the cruise a few years ago, we all weighed ourselves before and after, and there was an average of like five or six pounds gained. Really? Um, so going back, sorry, going back to your 21 grams thing, there was another article this week that I saw, which was they had a guy set up to like an EKG and some other brain wave type equipment. This guy has a history of heart attacks and epilepsy. And they had him hooked up to this machine, and he actually had a epileptic fit slash heart attack while on these machines. So they actually were able to capture the brain impulses of just before, as you're dying, and just after. Oh, wow. So it's a really interesting read. If anybody's interested in it, you can search for it. I'm sure if you search for brain activity at death, you know, I, I saw it on Google News. I'm sure you can see it anywhere else. But it was amazing because they said that what happened in this process was it basically the mind started racing beforehand they said and they believe it was literally your life flashing before your eyes as he was dying so it was a really interesting article yeah i don't know
0: I, that whole theory of like when you die you see your whole life flashing before your eyes um we all know how powerful the human brain is and when the human brain is fighting to stay alive, um, I can imagine it does some pretty fucking crazy shit. Um, so I I don't know as much as I want. Here's the thing. I really want to believe that after we die, there's something else. Right. Right. And, but there there's, it's, I mean, you wouldn't know. I mean, you would go on, and let's just say you're reborn, guess what? You're reborn as a baby with a new memory. So too bad, so sad. Guess what? There's no way to tell. I would love to believe that um, because the alternative is like just blackness, nothing, nothingness. Can you imagine that? That's worse than dying in a fucking hole in the ground at 10 10 by 18 inches, right? Um, Or It's finality like there's nothing like you die and you're done and there is no there's no more thinking there's no more anything So I really want to believe in all that shit, but I also like there have been stories of people that like were technically dead for like a couple of minutes because their heart stopped or their brain stopped and They come back alive saying that they could hear full conversations that were happening in the operating room or they floated above the operating room and saw the doctors operating on them as they were dying shit like that um i don't know is, that, is any of that really factual though or is it just your brain going fuck
1: yeah and look and my thing is same thing i'd like to believe in there being something else but until i see or get proof and i don't know what that is right and you know maybe it's one of those where you know there's the old joke where the guy's is house floods and he's standing on the roof, and all these people keep coming to help him, and he's like, "No, God will save me. God will save me." And then when he dies and he goes to heaven, he goes to God. Why didn't you save me? And God's like, "I sent fucking three people to help you." Right? <laughs> yeah. So, what is the proof? I don't even know. Like something could have happened that should have been proof if that's the case, and I didn't even know that was the case. So, yeah. look, I I don't know. I just I think unfortunately when you die, you die, but. Hopefully, I don't know, were to be wrong. A but...
0: Dick about it. <laughs> to just shut it down. Fuck you, Michael. All
1: right. So speaking of shutting someone down, this is a very good segue. <laughs> the other day, we were talking about Mother's Day, right? Mm-hmm. And the to me, especially with you having adult kids, to me, when I think of Mother's Day now, and my kids are a lot younger than yours, but when I think of Mother's Day, I think you of, think your parents yeah. of my mother, right? Yeah. And like my wife, it's like the kids should get them shit, right? And so when I when I said to you about your wife celebrating Mother's Day, because you said I can't do that because my wife's celebrating Mother's Day. And oh, I co- didn't say that. I no, said no, we were celebrating we, Mother's right, Day. You were celebrating Mother's Day. Don't get me in trouble, motherfucker. I'm not, he did nothing wrong. I'll get that on the record. I'm just <laughs> just stating what happened. But so my question to you was kind of like the intention was well, your kids are doing shit for her. Why do you need to? Right. And I mean, your current wife and I know she's not their birth mother, but she takes care of them. She she's does everything that's needed. She's a mom yeah. in every way, shape and form. But you came at me so hot over it that <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, I don't know what to say here. I'm just going to end this conversation now. <laughs> so
0: we are talking about our Vegas trip. Correct. Our annual trip. Right. Although we just had one not too long ago. So it's, it's, it's becoming it's different, year, <laughs> it's different year though. <laughs> different year. Um, and, and the weekend is out of play because it's mother's day.
1: Right. So hold on. Right. So that's what you said. So I said, my mom, it doesn't affect my mom. Your mom's halfway across the country. I'm like, why does mother's day matter? And then that's when you attacked me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I just, for some reason, in my mind, it it's not a, a question. Um, it's. Like even, you know, in my first marriage, like
1: Mother's Day was like a day that we did stuff for Look, the family. I, as a good like, person, I, I still think you should be there. I agree with you at the end of the day.
0: but <laughs> You just didn't like the way I came at you. Yes. But I my... didn't come at you. I'm just like, like, I think I was surprised that you didn't like that. That was even like Mother's Day was even on the table because your wife would probably want to spend time with you and the kids on Mother's Day. See, that's where so you're I wrong. was. <laughs> Well, after you told your story about Valentine's Day, I'm like, all right, you know what? In hindsight, I probably should have assumed that, you know, Mike wasn't busy for Mother's Day. Do you know how
1: my wife enjoys her birthday almost every year is us and the kids not being here? Yep. So I'm like, you know, if I I live with
0: you, Mike, I would want to be alone at least one day
1: a year. So, so, and when I asked you the question, I literally was not even thinking of my wife at all because I'm like, if I wasn't here now, this is a little different because the kids would be here. But normally, if I'm not here and the kids aren't here, that's actually her best Mother's Day she could have, (laughs) Mm -hmm. where she can just truly enjoy herself and do what she wanted.
0: So I thought that was a little interesting. When when you get married the second time, you actually want to be with that person on those special days. And maybe the third time and the fourth time. I don't know. I'll
1: let you know. Uh, no. I'll make I'll nope. in for that. No, nope, not getting. Nope. I told you season, season four, I will not be Come making. With, these are
0: softballs, Mike. I'm throwing them out there. You're not fucking taking them. You're no. just, you're going to strike out.
1: Yeah, nope. Not nope. season four is the season that we don't joke about your next wife. Not season four, buddy.
0: <laughs> Can't be baited.
1: All right. So I got a funny story that happened this week. It better be funny because last well, week's wasn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, all right, let me. Now, my next word is going to, I have a story to tell. I, the funny part makes it really sound horrible of my part. My daughter got COVID, right? This oh, last week. That's not funny. So this, has, this, this is just the start of the story.
0: You're a horrible human. Being. So
1: she had COVID. Thankfully, 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 she's double vaccinated. It wasn't that bad. Um, she had a fever and a sore throat for 24, 48 hours. Sore throat was still there for a little bit, but the fever finally broke, and she ended getting out of her quarantine period. But near the end of the quarantine period, there's one night that I'm on the couch. And, and, I, and I'll tell you what happened afterwards. This is, what, this is the funny part of the story. I'm on the couch, and I, am, I go from feeling fine to my head is on fire, my body feels hot as fuck, and I feel like I got to vomit, right? And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, it, it, I had to catch COVID from her. This is the start of it.
0: You sure you didn't just have Mexican
1: food for dinner? No, no. It's almost that bad. Let me get to it. So (laughs) I'm like, holy fuck. So I go upstairs and my wife's asleep already. I actually wake her, kick her out of bed because I need my sleep apnea machine and all that shit. So I I was not able to like go in the room and take it out. So I'm just like, hey, can you go sleep in the other room? I feel like shit. You know, can you go? Wait a minute. Hold on. Happy Mother's Day.
0: So you went into the room because you were feeling sick,
1: woke up your wife, and asked her to go sleep in another room. Because of the sleep apnea machine. Don't, she, you know, you don't want me to die over this, right? Let's not leave that out, because that's a pretty important part to this story, the sleep apnea machine. All right. And so, so, hold on. So my sleep apnea machine, I also need a fan on me. So it was a bunch of things. And my head was now spinning. So I was like, I'm not going to start moving stuff down the hall. And go to the other room. So I woke her. Kicked her out. Went in the bathroom. She heard me dry heaving. She had no problem getting the fuck out of the room, right? The next day, she says to me, I could tell you were pretty sick because that's pretty fucking ballsy to walk in and wake me up and kick me out of the room. (laughs) So the next morning, I wake up, feel totally fine. Nothing's wrong. No symptoms, nothing. So now I start playing back the night in my head. And I'll tell you what happened. I figured it out. And you know this because you've seen, you've been with me when you've experienced this. Do you ever see the show Euphoria on HBO?
0: I haven't, but it's on my list because everybody's talking about it. All
1: right. So it was on my list because everybody was talking about it. More because of the nudity than anything else. <laughs> I put it on. They
0: <laughs> Fucking got, teenage nudity. Yeah,
1: you perv. No, no. They're all adults playing teenagers. Don't they're make, playing teenagers though. Don't make me though. a perv. You are a perv. Don't make me a perv. I'm not making you anything. Well, it gets worse when I say the next sentence then. So <laughs> <laughs> I started watching some of it and I'm like, this show sucks. I'm like, it just didn't catch my interest. Uh-huh. So I'm like, they talk though about so much nudity that I'm going to fast forward each episode to just get to the nudity parts. <laughs> so there is a couple of facts here. There's about 15 episodes. That's one. Each one's about 45 minutes. That's two. Um, Unfortunately, there's a lot more dicks than, than naked women, but that's beside the point. So I fast forward through every episode, only stopping to watch that 10, 15 seconds of nudity. So, <laughs> so what it- Who the fuck does this? So, hold on. So what it turns out that happened, I figured it out the next day, I triggered my seasickness, is what actually happened. Because of the way the, it's fast forwarding and I'm constantly shifting my eyes- trying to see everything that's happening. So in essence, I gave myself seasickness watching these 15 episodes and fast forward. Don't look at me like that. People can't see it, but David is <laughs> looking at me. I, I'm judging the <laughs> shit out of you right now. So that's actually what happened. I realized that the next day, I triggered my fucking seasickness trying to get to new parts of these episodes. And, and you, and all right, I, I'm, I, I'm thinking I know the answer
0: to this question already, but- Uh, fuck it I'll play along I'll ask you did not get COVID tested
1: oh no I did I ended up going to get COVID tested yep
0: alright and you were negative the
1: next day I was so fine I had had made an appointment I felt so fine I'm like any other situation I wouldn't have went and got tested but because my daughter just had it I did go get tested so you're welcome that's not the answer you expected is it no it's not and you did not have COVID I take it I did not they were like you got a bad case of you're an asshole (laughs) uh yeah so if if i would have
0: went into my wife after she was sleeping and told her to get the fuck out of the master bedroom i mean we have i got plenty of bedrooms in this house i i I'd probably be 21 grams lighter. <laughs> probably. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure I would be 21 grams lighter and we wouldn't be recording this episode.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, that was pointed out by my wife. She did not appreciate the situation. Let's say that. Holy
0: shit. Yeah. Oh, so, well, you are a brave soul.
1: I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty fucking amazing. I could not believe it the next day. I was like, oh my God. And so the next night I just stuck with good old Pornhub, like no, no reason to get my <laughs>
0: <again>. <laughs> I can't believe you s- fucking fast forwarded through 15 hours of movie just to watch what maybe six minutes of nudity.
1: I saw in this fast forwarding, I saw no joke, maybe two Bush and like nine dicks. So it was not, right. it was not worth the situation. So enjoy, right, enjoy are, it for you when you watch it.
0: We are in the 2020s. I do not want to see Bush ever. Well, that's like 1980
1: shit oh speaking of sh- of of well <laughs> the bush reminded me but speaking of shows i watched that movie that i talked about last week uh tartane tartine whatever oh you did the terrible <laughs> that's terrible. right you know what you, you did tell me that <laughs> I got, I got, actually, you know what? I have a pattern here. This, so was, for, for
0: anyone that, that didn't, didn't listen to last week's or two weeks ago's episode, it, it was the, the movie where Mike had read that, uh, the lady has a sexual relationship with a car, gets pregnant and then continues to lactate motor oil.
1: Yeah. And then gives. Yeah. Gives birth to a half baby car, I guess. Was
0: there any truth to that? Or did you not make it that far into the movie?
1: So uh, so that's why I said I've noticed the pattern. I watched about 20 minutes. There was actually a bunch of nudity in this, but the story was horrendous. So I fast forwarded this since one. When, yeah, thing. I was going to say, since when does the story matter? <laughs> but because it was shorter, it didn't get me sick. I fast forwarded to a couple of what I thought looked like key scenes. So the basis of this story, and it's again, I think it's called Tartine. Just look, you can easily Google Best picture lady who has sex with a car and the, whatever the movie is, it'll come up. It won fucking best picture at Cannes. There's no fucking So way. she does fuck a car in the car. The car bounces like on low riders. It bounces and that's how she gets pregnant. Oh, Jesus. She, she, she does lactate oil. She does go to term. At one point in the movie, she starts acting because she starts just killing people for no reason. Like does literally a like- a
0: truck come out at the end?
1: So no. So- i'll get to the end in a second but like there's points in the movie where a guy comes up to her because she's a stripper or dancer and he's like oh you're cute stabs him in the ear like that's how like it's totally un unstory related violence through the whole thing
0: Can, can we stop here for a minute sure just to show how fucked up your brain is okay after everything we've said this episode you decided to take the moment to politically correct yourself from calling her a stripper (laughs) to calling her a dancer (laughs) everything else you said fast forwarding through dialogue to see people playing teenagers naked and you had to stop and be politically correct at that moment in time
1: well i think you're going to get destroyed by the google police this week i do not want to be collateral damage in any way shape or form
0: i don't I i might But if people are looking past your behavior and they want to destroy me, then fucking bring it, man.
1: All right. So uh, let me keep going through the movie. So the one, (laughs) the one scene in the movie that was amazing. She she takes this girl a girl she lets a girl take her home, then she ends up killing the girl. And what happens is she's in like a boarding house, a hostel or whatever, and she doesn't realize it. And so like people keep popping up. And she kills another person, kills another person, and then finally she's talking to one guy. She's like, how many of you fucking people are in this house? And he's like, well, it's me and this and this. So she has to kill like six people in this house, even though she didn't want to. Um, Then she acts like a man, hides her breasts um, from the guy who lost his son. Guy takes her in as a son. The wife finds out about it, his ex-wife, and just says, take care of him. And then... She ends up giving birth at the end to a baby that has a metal spine. It was, it was terrible, terrible. So that sounds like that was the movie in a There's your shit. 25 cents worth. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And it had those scenes in it where I'm like, oh yeah, this is the shit the Academy likes. Like it was like, you could see the director was like, okay, here's what we're going to do here. We're going to pan in on this guy for three <laughs> minutes and nobody's going to say anything. And then we're slowly going to start focusing on the thing that's happening behind him. I was like, "Oh my god!" Twenty minutes was as far as I got, and I'm like, "I can't do it."
0: But what what was the cinematography good?
1: I guess good enough for best picture. <laughs> you weren't paying attention. Yeah,
0: you were just looking at the boobies. Yes. Speaking of naked people, have you seen the uh, the 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 Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson movie with the uh, Sebastian Stan? <laughs> yeah, we've all seen the original. Uh, the Sebastian Stan plays Tommy Lee, and I can't remember the name of the girl who plays uh, Pamela Iishon. Have you seen that?
1: I have not seen it. Um, but have I've heard, heard about it. I've heard there's a talking dick in it.
0: <laughs> I don't know if there's a talking dick. I did hear that there are there there were some animatronics involved in making the penis move.:
1: Yeah. Yeah, they said he definitely has uh, uh, plastic or whatever you want to call it Hollywood magic in his pants. Yeah, Um, For Sebastian Shaw, whatever his name is. Sebastian Stan. Stan. Yeah, Yeah. No, have you watched it?
0: I have not, but people talking about the animatronic penis makes me really kind of curious.
1: (laughs) Well, now maybe I'll just fast forward and uh, get back to the same position I was last week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, watch that movie, fast forward to the penis part, and then tell us how it was so that we can talk about it next week. Because I don't think I'm going to have time between now and then to do that.
1: All right. So, um, you know, now that everything, I stream everything, right. I don't even have cable anymore. I actually have, Bluetooth.
0: I just canceled direct TV <gasps> 24 hours ago.
1: Oh, what are you getting?
0: We already have everything else. There's nothing to
1: get. So, but because of that, because I do stream everything, there's a few, um, channels that you can't fast forward commercials no matter what. Yeah. Sucks. So like, uh, History channel app, anything you watch on there, you can't fast forward the commercials, things like that. So where the money is nowadays is the gambling websites, right? There's a jillion commercials on that. And all the medicine websites, some websites, all the medicines, they do a lot of commercials. Right. So I saw this commercial the other day on, I think it's called Appdevo and Yervo. And it's two different medicines. And I guess somebody tested that if you take both of these medicines together, it'll help you. they're calling it well that's the thing so the medicine is for people it sounded like in very severe cases of cancer where treatment's not working anymore you're basically at end of life and it tries to extend your life some the list of side effects
0: that's morbid
1: are fucking ridiculous
0: do you care at that point though
1: i don't know but the extreme is could kill you immediately instantly on taking the medicine that was one of the side effects
0: so flip a coin speaking of gambling sites yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: exactly maybe they should just make one commercial we're all yeah. Caesars.
0: <laughs> jesus christ remember when we used to bet on the uh, every time a, a new medicine commercial would come up we would all take bets on uh, on the side effects always take diarrhea
1: always yeah. take diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> all right with that i'm michael carter And I'm Sebastian Stan with a long penis. And And we are ridiculously bored.